Hey everyone, welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm Allison Schaefer and I'm your host. Today we're going to continue our talk about human trafficking. I have shared in the previous days about the five must-do or must-know skills for helping and assisting with human trafficking if you choose to. So I'm actually doing a bonus video today and I'm going to do one on Saturday as well or Sunday as well because there's just a ton of information that I want to share with everyone. So go ahead and screw in those earbuds, slap on the headphones, turn up the volume because I'm going to read a story real quick about a young boy in Ghana, young girl in Ghana. Okay, born and raised in a small village in Ghana, Natalia's family was struggling to pay the school fees for their children's education and welcomed the opportunity for Natalia to receive an education in the United States. Shortly after she arrived in the U.S., the father she was living with began to physically and sexually abuse the young girl, creating a constant environment of fear for Natalia. For the next six years, she was forced to clean the house, wash clothes, cook, and care for their three children, often working 18 hours a day while receiving no form of payment. She was never allowed to enroll in school, as the family had promised, go outside, or even use the phone. One day, after she was severely beaten, Natalia saw an opportunity to run away from the home, and a neighbor called the police. She was then taken to a local hospital for medical care. The nurse assisting Natalia was aware of the National Human Trafficking Resource Center and referred her to Polaris in New Jersey. The Polaris New Jersey team met Natalia at the local hospital and immediately coordinated emergency services including clothing, a safe shelter, counseling, emotional support, and case management. Within a month, Natalia was enrolled in school as she had always dreamed, living in transitional housing and beginning to feel like herself again. Now, nearly a year later, she is volunteering at a local animal rescue shelter, participating in a weekly poetry workshop, and is pursuing her education to become a nurse. Natalia is one of the many examples of the reliance and courage of survivors who have redefined their future and are working towards achieving their long-term goals. Now, in an ideal world, we wish that everybody had full recovery, such as Natalia. The other thing I was disappointed in is we didn't get, get to see any follow-up with the the man who beat her and forced her into involuntary domestic servitude. So sometimes that is what we're lacking in the world globally is to prosecute the people who are doing this heinous crime. So I wanted to share that story to just show you a type of human trafficking. I know I've talked about it before on my podcast, but there are many, many different types. So that was a little bit like of the involuntary domestic servitude. I'm just going to rattle off the different types and then we're going to be done. So it's short, sweet, and to the point. Most of us are familiar with sex trafficking. And remember, the control and monetary exchange is always involved with these types of human trafficking. Human trafficking involves the control over the victim, and there's always a profit that's made to the trafficker. So, sex trafficking, and then our forced labor, which, um, well... 
that was kind of like what Natalia did, but she was also involuntary domestic servitude, and that there is debt bondage, and I shared a story about that earlier this week, organ harvesting, and literally that's how it sounds. They get organs. Um, they may... Um, purchase the person or steal the person or kill the person just to get that organ and then transfer it to someone who is in need. Then our child soldiers, child sex tourism. So we're going to quickly touch on that one because that one's a little bit more involved. So child sex tourism is more where um, kids are obtained for pleasure at a resort. So there may be a specific resort that is dedicated for the child sex tourism. For instance, I know there's one in the Philippines that actually people can, um, from the dark web, will call and say, hey, you know what, I want um, a seven-year-old girl or something like that. And they will get serviced that way and be able to travel to the Philippines and have that seven-year-old girl, and that is the child sex tourism. It's disgusting. Then there's child marriage, and that's mostly in Western and Central Africa, and the marriage is set up um, for kids that are between 10 and uh, 18 years old, and usually what happens to those kids, um, they will be trauma-induced, uh, they'll have social isolation, and lack of support. So there'll be some severe trauma from those incidents that occur, and sometimes, sadly, um, the girl may not even have had her period yet, and they're starting to have sex with them, and they're just, it's too young. I don't even want to, it, it doesn't even matter. It shouldn't even be happening that way where it's set up where the, the arranged marriage, so to speak, turns out to be an abusive situation. That's it for today. Thanks again for hopping on for this bonus audio or bo bonus podcast. And again, I'll be releasing another one on Sunday because there's more information you need to know. So thanks again. Share, share, hit follow. And remember to always keep on learning. It is the essence of life. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out.